Welcome to Courtside, everyone, a discussion of the post-election litigation. It is day 66, and there is really no more litigation to be had. Remember the good old days when we duked it out in court with gladiators like Mark Elias and, well, uh, non-gladiators like Jenna Ellis and Rudy Giuliani? The pen is truly mightier than the sword, except, I guess, when it's the hands of them. It was the lawyer's fault, to be sure, to bring such frivolous cases, but it was the client's fault far more than that. And we have lived through 65 days of a president not being willing to acknowledge even the most basic facts of reality. It's like he's been contesting whether the earth is flat. And it reminds me a lot of the Obama birther nonsense that he stoked. I never really knew, is he that delusional to believe this garbage? Or is it just a simply bad pretend act? In the end, it didn't really matter much. Either way, someone who believes such stuff or says such stuff is unfit for any sort of office. Well, tonight we have big news. And if you ask Donald Trump, I would think he'd say the big news for him is that he lost the precious, the precious. He's been banned from Twitter and for life. It's about time, Jack. Good riddance. And look, I understand it's a big deal to Donald Trump, but for us, the big reality is that Trump is staring down much harder time than being placed in Twitter jail or getting the Twitter death penalty. The big news today is the velocity around impeachment. Nancy Pelosi today saying, President Trump, resign or face impeachment. And so, like most of Trump's ventures, his presidency is going to end with a bunch of jilted investors and the looming threat of a trial. I mean, this guy was so desperate for power, he cheated, first with Ukraine, then with Georgia, and then when he lost all of that, he got his supporters to go storm the Capitol. Donald Trump's desperation for power is only surpassed by his inability to, to wield it. And impeachment right now is nearing escape velocity, driven by Donald Trump's misdeeds, the fear of him having the nuclear codes, and the need to get every one of these collaborators in the cabinet, in the Senate, in the House, on record. And even Republican Ben Sass today, this morning, said he would seriously consider impeachment. Well, it's about time, Ben Sass. I will ask, where were you back a few months ago when he was being impeached the first time? Remember, he was being impeached for very similar things. And, you know, lots of people pointed out what would happen if he were acquitted? Just take one. This guy, I wrote this book called Impeach. And by the way, it's a really good guide to impeachment. If you uh, have questions about impeachment and go through the history and everything else and maybe very relevant next week. But here's what I said at page eight. Trump has shown that he will do everything in his power, legal and illegal, to ensure he wins re-election. Asking us to wait until the election to remove him from office is like asking to resolve a dispute based on who wins a game of Monopoly, when the very crime you've been accused of is cheating at Monopoly. That's the problem. We can't decide Trump's fate with the 2020 election because there's no guarantee he won't try to use the powers vested in him to rig it. And that, in turn, means that if we want to save our country before it's too late, he's left us with no choice to impeach him now. But the Republicans didn't listen. And Susan Collins literally said the following. I believe that the president has learned from this case. I believe that he will be more cautious in the future. She said that in January. 
Here we are. Next January, he didn't learn anything. One thing he learned is he could get away with it, but turns out maybe not. Look, impeachment can be done very quickly. There's going to be vote. Uh, there's going to be articles introduced on Monday, one hour of debate, and there can be a vote on Monday in the House or Tuesday. There can be a trial in the Senate on Wednesday. This is not going to take very long. And you might ask, what is the point of impeaching a president with only a few days? What's well, these last days that I think are so dangerous? And when this guy is so delusional. So that's number one. Number two, Impeachment, as I briefly mentioned before, isn't just about removal. It's about disqualifying people from future office holding. I don't think someone like Donald Trump can ever win an election to be dog catcher again. But nonetheless, I think it's an important symbol. And third, think about the eyes of history. Don't you want your great-great-grandchildren to ask, who is this Mike Pence guy? Why was he president for only two or three or five or seven days? How is he acting president like that? And the answer, well, let me tell you about this fascist, thuggish president we had named Donald Trump. So unlike Donald Trump's White House advisors, it looks like Congress plans to keep in touch with Donald Trump after he leaves his office. And look, Trump committed crimes, it looks like, um, you know, both the crimes that we've known about for a long time, the financial crimes, but now it looks like he may have stoked violence to the point of violating federal law as well. After all, in January, before January 6th, he urged his followers to come to the, quote, big protest in Washington, D.C., predicting it would be wild. Well, one federal law, 18 U.S.C. 2010, bars encouraging people to travel in interstate commerce to, quote, incite a riot. There's also the seditious conspiracy laws we've talked about earlier. And another statute, Section 2383, bars inciting, quote, any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States or the laws thereof or giving aid and comfort thereto. Now Donald Trump's acting all surprised. Give me a break. He's shocked to learn he can be accountable, even though he did the responsible thing by rushing, turning around and hiding in the White House as soon as he was, as, as soon as he was done speaking on the Capitol steps on Wednesday. Come on, today's a day where the chickens are coming home to roost. And for far too long, Donald Trump has gotten away with this stuff. And it started in the 70s when he was a young, blatant race discriminator in his apartments. And it continued with his abusive women, including, you know, grabbing them by the genitals and bragging about all of that, all the financial misdeeds he did. It continued as he took office with his rampant abuse of the Constitution. But the downfall is just as huge as the rise up. It's what we call Hindus call karma, impeachment, possible indictment, and a lifetime ban from Twitter. This, Mr. Trump, is what we call perfect and beautiful. I'm off tomorrow, but I will see you on Courtside on Sunday.